One of the most important things to discuss in relation to the simulation is about its coding. Or in other words, how does this reality come into being and what are the order of the fractals as they manifest out of base reality? Why this is really important is it doesn't just give you an understanding of how reality comes into being and how this simulation or how consciousness is encoded, but it also gives you an amazing tool set to live your life and practically speaking, gives you things you can integrate which can really help you move on to the next level. There's actually an interesting story behind the uncovering of these fractals. Without going too much into the eastern side of things, Many thousands of years ago, there were a group of quite cultivated individuals who were doing extraordinary things. Things like in the hundreds, even sometimes thousands, killing themselves at the extreme end of these experiments and then bringing themselves back to life to see what they could discover. This may seem crazy because in the West, we're very obsessed with life and understanding the process of life and all the mechanisms within it, like understanding physics and mathematics and all that. But many Eastern civilizations are just as obsessed with death as they are life. They're just as obsessed with researching both realms. It's not really important what they discovered when they died and brought themselves back to life because that can get shrouded in lots of dogmatic thinking. It isn't really relevant to this today. But what is important is that through that process, like a lot of great discoveries, they found out something else. And one of the things they discovered was the order of the fractals. Now, even 20 years ago, this wasn't something talked about in the mainstream. And for thousands of years, it was kept as a secret in the innermost circles of highly cultivated practitioners. One of the reasons for this was because the discoverers didn't want it to be misinterpreted. Another was that they thought people might not be ready for it. Another was that it's very powerful information and they didn't want it to be misused out of lack of awareness or even through someone with ill intent. So if you subscribe to this podcast... For just fifteen ninety, <laughs> I'm just kidding you. So there was an emperor a few thousand years ago in China, and back in those days, the doctors were considered very high people in society. One of the most prestigious roles you could get was to be a doctor. Only the smartest people, the most devoted people, the hardest cultivators, the hardest workers could become one. If you could become a doctor, you're a sage. So it's a very prominent position. If you're a high doctor. You would usually be around the emperor. So a few thousand years ago, there was an emperor and he asked his doctor something along the lines of, please tell me, what is this thing? What is reality? How does it work? I want to know about the mind. The sage said, oh, no, 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 I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. That's not for you to know, which is a very controversial thing to say at that time because you can't say no to the emperor at all. You'll get your head chopped off. So the emperor was shocked, but he trusted this doctor with his life, so he accepted his answer. Anyway, a couple months later, the doctor came back and the emperor asked the same thing and says, please, I want to know what this is all about. Why are we here? What are we really doing here? What is this world's purpose? But once again, the doctor said, no, I cannot tell you that. So reluctantly, the emperor accepted this once more. He had to because his doctor was so loyal to him. He'd helped him save the country from famine and war and a bunch of other things. So finally, about a year later, the doctor comes back in to see the emperor again to deal with some duties. And after it's all done, the emperor says, Hey, please, I've asked twice. But twice you told me no. This time I want to know. I demand it. 
And because the emperor had asked three times and it was the emperor asking after all, the doctor said, okay. And what he told him next was the order of the fractals. The doctor responded and spoke. The answer to your question is very simple. The one goes into the two. The two goes into the three. The three goes into the five. The five goes into the seven. And the seven goes into the 10,000 things. The emperor just looks at him like, what are you talking about? Why are you speaking numbers when I'm asking you what reality is, what life is? And here's the explanation. So what the doctor spoke is essentially the code to how consciousness works or a particular aspect of it and how reality comes into being. So the one is representative of nothingness or the oneness, which is what you can call non-duality or the infinite potential. In this place, there's nothing. Nothing has materialized yet. It's pure potential, pure nothing. So that's the one. And from that one, reality goes to the two, which is the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, the left and the right, duality, the world that we live in, the world that our mind operates in. Then from two, it goes to the three. From three, it goes to the five. From five, it goes to the seven. And from the seven, it goes to the 10,000 things. So full disclaimer, the correct quoting is he actually says, the one goes into the two, the two goes into the three, and the three goes into the 10,000 things. But I mentioned the further breakdown of the five fractals and the seven fractals because they're very helpful for understanding some things in relation to base reality. So if you want to know about the mathematics and the breakdown behind these fractals, you can Google one to the 10,000 things and lots will pop up for you, I'm sure. So one is representative of heaven's consciousness. Three is representative of earth's consciousness. And two, in between both of them, is the world of duality we live in, where man lives. So therefore, it is our role as man to bridge the gap between the heaven and the earth because as men, we are walking in the realm between them. Heaven decided to create the earth and it is our job to cultivate the state of the earth into heaven. It's man's divine purpose to bridge those two worlds together. So, Before we go on, to clarify, you can think of one as heavenly consciousness. It's the nothingness and the infinite potential which brings reality to being. It's the Father. And you can think of the three, the earthly consciousness as the template which allows this physical interaction to happen. It's the Mother. So what the doctor was saying is that it's our role to bridge these two worlds together. Now, it can seem very vague, perhaps even dogmatic, The structure of this is heavily embedded in every single aspect of existence and it's the foundation for the holographic principle of reality. Its structure is deeply entrenched in the design of many modalities like acupuncture and Ayurvedic medicine and it's the reason why, although they look very archaic, they're actually based on an understanding of reality which far transcends materialistic science in this day and age. That's why they work because they're based on these principles. But anyway, more on this later. Let's get back to the fractals and how their setup affects our mind and our interactions in the simulation. 
After the three, earthly consciousness, the three fractals turn to the five fractals. And five represents the five elements. It's a little bit different in the Indian system, but in the ancient Chinese system, these elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, water. And each of these five elements have a paired metaphysical organ. And each one of these organs governs our seven emotions. They govern our seven emotions because the five fractals breaks down into the seven fractals and the seven fractals are interrelated with the seven emotions. These emotions are joy, anger, worry, pensiveness, sadness, anxiety, and fear. So then after these seven fractals, reality breaks down into the 10,000 fractals or what you can call the 10,000 things. So to recap, make sure this is very clear. If you think of these fractals as a chart organized with one circle at the top representing the one, and then underneath that, it changes into two circles beneath it representing the two, and then beneath that, there's three more circles representing the three, and so on, so on, so on. So at the top, you have one, which is nothingness, two, which is duality, where we lived, where our mind lives, three, which is earthly consciousness, which is sort of like the plate, which in combination with um, the infinite potential holds this all up for it to exist. Then you have the five, which is the five elements of how reality is further broken down, which then breaks down and materializes again into the seven, which encompasses, among other facets of reality, our seven emotions. Then these fractals keep on breaking down without end, and as such are called the 10,000 things. It's infinite. So this is where most people live their life all the time, which essentially means that there's 10,000 different thoughts going on inside your head. You can't track them, they're just happening. So going back to simulation theory, as mentioned in the other podcast, a lot of people are searching for base reality as they think that's what's outside the simulation. But that so-called base reality or Earth Prime people are looking for is still a simulation. Just instead of it being simulated by a computer, it's simulated by consciousness instead. So true base reality isn't a world for our minds to exist in. True base reality is where the simulation hasn't yet started to be encoded into existence. It's in the oneness, the nothingness, the infinite potential where all the fractals are still one. The most interest this brings to us for as humans and for our lives is the understanding that in this oneness is where we can find peace. A normal person is caught up in the 10,000 things and that means you're constantly thinking all the time, you can't escape the loop, this person did this, this person triggered that or this bad thing happened over here. But through studying the order of these fractals, it is easy to see that although this may seem like the cause of all our troubles, where all these troubles are coming from or where this is all originating from is coming from the seven fractals, which as we know are interrelated with the seven emotions. So it's an emotion which has triggered the thought pattern that you're struggling with and it's the emotion which is the first root of such chaotic thinking happening. The deeper root preceding those seven emotions triggering our thoughts is our five organs because they're connected to the five elements and are thus interrelated with the five fractals. So this means depending on how healthy your organs are will constitute how stable and healthy your emotions are. So 
If you're someone who has a very deficient spleen, for example, you're going to be someone who worries all the time, who overthinks all the time. If you have a very stressful liver, you're going to be someone who's very angry all the time. If you're someone who has very weak lungs, you're going to have trouble with letting go of the past and grieving and connecting with other people in your life. So, so far, this is only mentioned up to the five fractals. But what about the other fractals preceding that? When I was on the journey of first boosting my energy and opening myself up to others, I was meditating lots and lots, wondering why wasn't I seeing any personal growth? Why wasn't things changing? And then suddenly, one day, I stumbled upon the realization that the most powerful cultivation tool for life has absolutely nothing to do with meditation or any other practices at all. And to cut a long story short, by examining the order of these fractals and the earlier fractals from the reverse way upwards, I was able to see that there is an alternative route to finding peace and returning to base reality. The 10,000 things is where most people live. And when you go to a counselor, they'll help you go through these thoughts and help you analyze them, which can help you unwind them, which is nice. And if they're a great counselor or psychologist, they may even be able to help you address the emotions behind these thoughts and what's causing them, which is even better because that means you're starting to open up and go within yourself more into the early manifestations of reality in terms of where your emotions are. If you look at the health of your body and your organs, that's one step even better because healthy organs create healthy emotions. So, Instead of seeking to return to base reality through avoiding the other fractals and going straight into meditation for the pursuit of the oneness, I looked all the way up to the chart to see what's the closest manifestation of fractals before the infinite potential to base reality. Well, that's the two. And the two is the two fractals representing the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, or you could say the fear and the love. So when I saw that, I did something very simple. I started facing my fears. I dropped all meditation. I did that and nothing else. I started, for example, going to a bus stop and started singing, something which I didn't even know I had a fear of, but the thought of doing that just horrified me. And as I was walking to the bus stop to go start singing in the middle of Stockholm, my legs started shaking, my heart started racing, and all of a sudden, I was out of my normal coding mechanism in the mind. I was out of the 10,000 things, just like I could have done through doing a meditation for four hours, but this was better because this way it was instant. But why did I jump out of the normal coding mechanisms of the mind? Because by facing your fear, you immediately get brought past the 10,000 things in the mind, brought past all the different manifestations of the emotions of anger, worry, grief, sadness, brought past the state of all the health in your body and you're immediately brought up to the second manifestation of fractals in this reality to the two. You're in fear. You've gone to the duality of the number two which directly succeeds the fractal of the one which is the nothingness. So just by doing that one act of facing your fear you've immediately moved yourself that much closer to the root of all of base reality. And this is the funniest thing. You can research and study and listen all day to what other cultivated people have said and done in the past, but if you really want to level up, if you really want to understand what base reality is, it has nothing to do with being spiritual or meditation. It all comes back to looking inside yourself, listening to what your fears are, and facing them. 
it's important to note that I'm only a certain age and because of that, I'm not really capable of giving anyone life advice because I only have so much life experience. What I can do or what I do feel comfortable sharing, however, is wisdom that can work when practically applied because it untangles you from the mind because it's based on the coding of how reality itself is structured. So in this case, if you're looking to level up and go to base reality to change your life, then that's undoubtedly the way to do it. And I think everyone knows this intuitively. Everyone gets it. Everyone knows they need to go and face their fears. But how many people actually do it? The results from facing your fear are instant. They deliver instant progress. But how many people actually want to put themselves in that place? This is why fear is the force guarding the gateway to base reality. If you can move through it in complete stillness without moving, then you can make it through. It sounds simple, right? But what happens is as soon as you go and face that fear you have, as soon as you go and challenge yourself, you immediately get taken past all the pathologies which surround you in your everyday life because you're brought up to nearly the manifestation of where all of reality comes from. So even, for example, after you face your fear, if you do choose to meditate or you do choose to lie down at night or you do choose to go through your emotions, whatever you do, you'll be so much more likely to resolve those conflicts and go into the one and attain peace because you've already dealt with the rooting of where all those pathologies have been manifested from. And it's within this peace, within this stillness that you find which leads to the possible experience of going to base reality. And the kicker of this is base reality is amazing. I mean, it seems like there's nothing better than that. But the experience of facing your fears and going through the process of realizing the joy of having the opportunity to go and actually do that, to being able to use that process as a tool to upgrade yourself to come into contact with love and become connected with everyone and help the people around you and be your true self, that's far more rewarding than any spiritual process and base reality. And ultimately, they're not separate from each other anyway. They are, in fact, dependent on one another. The more you cultivate either one, the better you'll be able to traverse both worlds. The idea here that I'm talking about isn't just limited to one doctor saying this. It has permeated everywhere and exists in a lot of ancient wisdom. If you look at what Zen has to say, for example, what movies like Fight Club has to say, it's all about the same thing. It's not about meditation. It's not about any spiritual concept. It's not about finding anything. It's about challenging yourself, facing your fears, and that's it. That's enough. That will get you there. Take you where you want to go eventually. So that's the order of the fractals for this reality. One goes into the two. Two goes into the three. Three goes into the five. Five goes into the seven. And the seven goes into the 10,000 things. How reality operates is how consciousness operates. And by understanding reality and understanding yourself, you go deeper into the code of yourself and the universe. Understanding this is important because simulation theory is going to get more and more heavily introduced into mainstream consciousness over the coming years, and it's going to be a very heavily misunderstood concept. It has the potential to cause a lot of pain and a lot of anxiety for people because it's going to question them to think what's real 
and what's not real and is anything worth it and all that stuff. Most likely, it's going to cause a lot of pathologies in the body on the organ level and the only way that society is going to be able to deal with these problems until like at least 50 years from now when Western medicine has found the essence of the East. Eastern medicine and Eastern wisdom are going to be some of the few modalities which are capable of handling these problems. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope this has somehow helped alleviate some anxiety or any fear that you have in life. But also understand that it's that fear that you're experiencing which is going to help you understand with more clarity what the simulation is and what base reality is. My real motivation for making this podcast was after going into base reality and reconnecting to myself, I realized the crime it is to waste away your life. And if there's anything I want to work towards, it's to help other people like you realize that there is nothing worse than wasting your life and there is nothing greater than living it with your full heart's purpose and passion behind it. One of the biggest traps inside the simulation is fear. And no matter where you are, no matter where if you're at work or it's relationship struggles or it's anything, it's fear which keeps you inside this base state of consciousness and truly moving past that is the thing which takes you to where you want to go. So now that you know the order of the fractals, would you rather live in the mind and in what's comfortable or would you rather travel through the fractals? through the manifestations of reality, face your fear, experience love, and then transcend all of it to return to base reality.